Super Talk Mississippi media production. I'll pre-record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, happy Monday, everybody. Welcome to the Eagle Hour. Bob Getty and Luke Johnson from the First Bank Studios in Laurel and Hattiesburg. Our buddy Kelly Sander with us uh, on the telephone. Lots to talk about today. Heath Hinton will be joining us from Big Gold Nation a little later in the show. Also, and this is different, third segment, write this phone number down, 601-264-8910. 264-8910. We've been hearing from a lot of you guys lately about how you want to get on the show and express your opinion. Well, what a better day to do it. We're going to take calls in the third segment, get the input from some of our listeners about the shocking coaching change that took place yesterday at Southern Miss. 264-8910. Your chance to speak up will be coming later in the show. Opening segment sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Proud supporters of the Eagle Hour. Great food seven days a week. In-house, uh, take-home, delivery, whatever your choice, just make sure you choose Dickies. All right, uh, the elephant in the room, the shocking news yesterday, at least shocking to me, uh, after one game uh, that uh, after four seasons, that head coach Jay Hobson would no longer be at the helm of the Golden Eagles, and Scotty Walden would be taking over. Uh, this news uh, began to surface yesterday, broke around 4 o'clock yesterday afternoon, uh, let me go straight to it. Let's go around the horn. Kelly Sander, your thoughts about the sudden and, I think, surprising departure of Jay Hobson. I, I don't know if, if 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 you know the inside details, Bob, but it was – you'd have to consider it to be shocking, right, because there was no talk of it, and it's one game into a season, and rarely does that happen at any level. But apparently Coach Hobson's got some things going on that a lot of people you know may not have been aware aware of, and this was his call. Um, he actually, you know, wanted to meet with with Jeremy McLean and discuss it. I, I will say this about about Jay Hobson: uh, such a decent man that if things aren't working out for whatever reason, he he said this isn't working. It's not fair to the kids. It's not fair to my assistant coaches. It's not fair to the fan base. We need we need to make a change, and that meant him taking himself out of the equation, which can't be easy to do but tells you what a decent man Jay Hobson is. There are some coaches in the past 10 or 15 years, who I won't mention their names, but his initials are Ellis Johnson, that when things weren't you know, working out, he didn't take himself out of the equation. In fact, he insisted he be paid. That, that shows you the difference in character, in my opinion, of the two men where it was Jay, this was Jay Hobson's decision. Um, and I wish him, he's a Southern Miss guy, he loves the university, and you know that when he goes to his boss and says, we need to make a change. Luke? I love Jay Hobson. He coached me four out of the five years I was at Southern Miss. And uh, he grew up in Vicksburg, played at Ole Miss, but 
If you were to ask him, uh, even you know before this year, he would identify his loyalty to Southern Miss. He put ten years in this program as an assistant, as a coordinator, and as a head coach. And uh, anybody that ever played for him loves the man. And that's it's a tough day for me um, because as, uh, as as a former player, I love Jay Hobson the man. And I just it's sad, you know, you're looking at it. It, it did not. The coaching aspect of it, you know, as a head coach, uh, in beginning in year five, didn't work out. At the same token, to Kelly's point, it shows you that with a bye week and 11 games to go, he wants this program to succeed. He wants his team to succeed. And in the press release yesterday, you know what specifically what um, Jeremy McLean said. Coach Hobson came to me after Thursday night's game to discuss what was on his heart, and after much discussion over the weekend, he and I agreed that new leadership for our football program is needed. So coming from the athletic director himself, it was Jay Hobson that initiated this process, and that just speaks to the type of character guy he is and how much he loves Southern Miss. All right, here are the numbers. He was 28-23 and in his four years here, 29-25 and if you count his bowl games. So four winning seasons, three bowl games in four years. Uh, he steps aside, and uh, Scotty Walden, whose previous coaching was at East Texas Baptist University and Seoul Ross State, these are Division three schools, takes over the helm. Kelly Center, I would say this, if, uh, if this was 100% Coach Hobson's decision, and it appears to be the case, then, you know, whatever Coach Hobson wants to do, uh, God bless him and his family. And uh, he is a loyal USM guy, and, and for that reason, I, I feel – uh, kind of heart sick about what's happened. Uh, I've just got to tell you my opinion, though, uh, Kelly, and then Luke can jump in here. I don't think it's a good thing to lose your coach after one game. I think um, you got 11 games in front of you. you got a guy that's really never coached as a head coach in Division One. Uh, if it's Coach Hobson's decision, then, you know, again, God bless him. But I don't – I personally don't think this does anything but put the Golden Eagles in a difficult position the rest of the year. Well, Scotty Walden is 30 years old, and of course, if you didn't know that, one of the clues was that his first name ends in a Y. Um, <laughs> normally, you know, guys that are older than 30 would be Scott, you know, <laughs> Scotty or Billy. Um, at any rate, <laughs> oh, um, this could be a, this could be by it happening this time. This could be a dry run, so to speak, for Coach Walden to see, you know, now that he's at the controls, how's he going to do? You know, he might be, he might be the perfect guy. He might not be. But, uh, but this will be a long, enough, a long enough of a tenure for him from the onset, you know, to see how he does. Again, I don't expect for Coach Hobson, based on um, some, some things that he may be dealing with, I don't expect him to be in coaching this year at all. Uh, I, I, think he'll, I think he'll probably take at least the rest of this year off and get some things taken care of or deal with some things. Um, but he's not going to have any trouble laying, landing on his feet, um, you know, wherever he goes. But, but, man, what a great opportunity for Coach Walden now. Um, and, and the thing, one, one point I want to make here too, Bob, real quick, is, you know, when, when Coach Munkin and Coach Fedora left, you know, everybody was saying, well, we need to get somebody who wants to be here. You know, not these guys who just want to use us as a stepping stone. We've got to get somebody who wants to be here. Jay Hobson wanted to be here, all right? And there were, you know, I mean, it was his decision to resign. But it's no secret that there were some people in the community that weren't real happy with the way things were going. 
My point is, is you got you can't talk out of both sides of your mouth. I mean, here's a guy that wanted to be here, and some people were trashing him because the record wasn't what they thought it should be. All right, but yet if somebody comes here and uses Southern Miss as a stepping stone, then they get mad at them, you know, for leaving. So you got to kind of decide what you want here. Um, and Jeremy McLean really seems to be l- listening to the fan base. I know Scotty Walden, very popular among some of the younger fans, thinking, you know, here's the 30-year-old guy, let's give him a shot. Um, and Jay Ladner was the choice of the people, you know. Uh, as the basketball choice, so so Jeremy McLean sure seems to to listen. You know, a lot of times though, Kelly, you're real popular till you get to the head job, <laughs> and then things change. You know, when when they don't really go your way, it's easy. Oh, to, exactly. Yeah, you know, I it's mean, easy to be popular when you're not the head coach. And I remember when Rocky Felker was hired at Mississippi State. Every, they were they were just overjoyed that Rocky Felker, one of their own, got to be the head coach at Mississippi State, and they loved him for about two years. Right. And then when the record headed south, they didn't want anything to do with Rocky Felker. Right. So right. football, you know, fans can be very fickle at times. All right, Luke. Good spot or bad spot for the Golden Eagles to have a coaching change after one game? Well, I mean, if you're going to make a coaching change, this is the time to do it. You got a bye week, and uh, you got uh, two weeks to prepare for Louisiana Tech. I-, I mentioned to somebody Thursday night the the loss was so deflating on a lot of fronts and we've discussed that last week last friday we discussed that you know if you're going to make one now's the time to do it and they ended up doing it i think scotty walden brings the best opportunity for energy and emotion um, from the top down of of anybody on the staff you look at what he did guys i mean you you want to talk about what he's done he finished playing at solaral state in 2011 Turns back around in 2012 as the offensive coordinator. His first year as an offensive coordinator, they led every single team in the entire NCAA in offense. Then he goes in, in 2013, he moves to East Texas Baptist. He gets hired by Josh Ergel, who was a GA for Jeff Bauer when I was playing at Southern Miss. And he, he lights up records for three, three years. At age 27, or age, I'm sorry, at age 26, he becomes the youngest head coach in NCAA. So this is, a, I mean, he's seven and three in his first year. His only year as a head coach, he was seven and three. They, they, he moves to Southern Miss the next year. This is his fourth year on staff. I, I feel like we're about to see a lot of energy and emotion, and I feel like this is the best opportunity of the situation at what's transpired in the last 24 hours to, ex, to semi or excite the fan base the rest of the season. So if you, if coach, if coach Hobson is going to resign of his own, uh, volition, which everything appears that it was that way. This is the best case scenario going forward. All right, we want to get the opinion of our listening audience 601 264 8910. You can call us in the third segment. We'll put you on the air and uh, hear what you have to say. Kelly will be rejoining us later in the show as well. All right, Heath Hinton from Big Gold Nation. We'll see what uh, his subscribers are saying next on the Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, Kelly Sander back on the show a little later. This segment sponsored by our good friends at Campus Bookmart and CampusBookmart.net. 
on Hardy Street or at campusbookmart.net. Greatest selection of Southern Miss apparel on the planet. Uh, another reminder, third segment, we're going to be taking calls from you, our listeners, 601-264-8910, 264-8910. But right now we've got Heath Hinton, owner of Big Gold Nation, uh, on the Eagle Hour. All right, Heath, a couple of questions. Uh, I'm going to pop at you right out of the gate. All right. 100% Jay Hobson's decision? I think it was. I think uh, it was It was a situation where uh, they knew 7-5 and five wasn't going to get it done this year. I think after the first game, I think Hop knew that, look, he was just – he didn't have he, – he wasn't fully into it at that point. And I think he went to the AD and, uh, you know, asked, hey, I'm ready, let's, let's talk about this. And everything just went forward from Thursday to Friday to Saturday, Sunday, and then – Everything happened on Labor Day Monday. I think it was a combination of him knowing that, you know, 75 wasn't going to get it done. He didn't think he could get the team better than that. Maybe he just didn't have his heart in it. And uh, he said, I'm going to get out of here. If I don't, if I can't give it my 100%, I'm not going to be in here for it. So was it one game after four years, one game, that made the man want to give up his program? I don't know if it was four. I think he feels like sometimes they're battling an uphill battle. Uh, with well, that's finances, with that's different true. things, and I mean, you got to think about it. That's that's hard on a human being. That's hard on anybody when you're trying to fight to get to a certain point. But in a way, you maybe feel like you're not. And I can't say this for sure, so I'm I'm speculating. But maybe you don't feel like it. That you feel like you may not feel like that you have all of the resources you need. I don't know that's for sure, mm-hmm. but I'm just speculating. But I could see that would be a, a situation where, yeah. And, and look, I, I said on my personal Twitter, I think um, Coach Hop and Miss Michelle, I think that whole Hopson family are great people. And I think he's an honorable man. And, yeah, I do. I think that if he doesn't feel like that he could give his 100% to it, then he's not going to sit there and try to milk the school for something. He's going to get out of the way and let somebody else try. Reaction of your uh, subscribers on Big Old Nation? It's not. I haven't seen any uh, really much dissent or upset. I think people, it's been the same thing. People love the man as a person. And they like him a lot. But, you know, football is a business. Say what you will. College football is a business. And it's about winning losses and uh, winning games you're mm-hmm. supposed to and not losing games you should win and, you know, losing to uh, – teams that you should beat but then you lose to them and then you're recruiting you have good recruiting classes but at the end of your season it doesn't necessarily compete with what your recruiting class was three and four years ago so i think it was just one of those situations where people they like jay but it's it's a business and they understand it it was time it's time to move on and try something else well you think luke was it an excuse me we got that from kelly uh was it a what he said, uh, maybe just an uphill battle, and and there's just no there's no overcoming the lack of resources, uh, the disadvantages. Do you think that has something to do with it? I mean, all that plays into it when you have a, a, a low budget, one of the least budgets, and but you know that going in, and uh, you know he's he's won for four years. I I just again I, I think everything, the magnitude of what happened on Thursday night, is difficult to overcome emotionally and mentally when you're looking at the rest of the season. And I think 
uh, you know, all that kind of just combined with with what was already happening in the midst of COVID, it just type of magnified, and and uh, it just shows how much again how much he loves, you know, uh, the university and how he wants it to succeed. Heath, um, you, when you're looking at word was possibly Tim Billings would would uh, be interim, Scotty Walden would be interim. I feel like um, Scotty Walden tagged uh, interim head coach for the rest of the way. The best opportunity uh, provides uh, the, the greatest source of energy and excitement from anybody really on that staff. And uh, Scotty's been one of these guys you, you felt like he's been kind of hidden. The rest of the country has uh, in some ways not really known who he is at FBS level. But, man, you read articles about when he was coaching in, in D3 and go to these coaching clinics. Our rooms were filled up with him. People were kind of intrigued about a young guy who had had so much success early on in his career. You're right, a young guy who uh, very high energy, uh, guys that obviously knew offenses um, coming in. I'd be interested to see. Yeah, some people thought Billings because he he had had the most tenure. He was associate head coach. But I think there was some, you know, some people that wanted to see Scotty in there. And, hey, look, Scotty's got a chance now. I think uh, this is a golden opportunity. And who knows? I'm not saying by any stretch that he's a, that he's a Dabo Sweeney or that he's an Ed Ogeron, but maybe you get a situation where you have something like that happen. Maybe you have a, a Dabo Sweeney come in, take over a team, and, and do really good with it. Or Ed Ogeron at LSU, I mean, then again, you had Ed Ogeron at USC who did a very good job with him, and they didn't give him the job there. So it's, uh, it, it's an interesting situation for Scotty. It's a golden opportunity, 30 years old, FBS coach. That's a heck of a thing to have on your resume. And uh, you never know. You just got to let the cards play out. From what I understand, the team had a really uh, good practice yesterday. They were in good spirits. Uh, had a really nice uh, meeting with the coaches and, and with Coach Hobson. Gave him a standing ovation as he left. And uh, Coach Walden, uh, actually Jeremy talked to him a few minutes, and Coach Walden talked to him. And then they went out there and had a really solid practice. So, uh Seems like it's been a pretty good transition so far. Yeah, when, when you you feel like answer this yes or no or expand on it if you want to, uh, Eagles probably will look a little different offensively against Louisiana Tech. I would think so. Uh, I think maybe also with two more weeks to prepare with a new offensive coordinator, you're going to be able to open things up a little more. I think maybe Scotty is going to have some different ideas about plays to run. Maybe, uh, you know, maybe running plays that are a little different. Maybe some uh, some passing plays that were a little different. Maybe he lets uh, Kubik go down the field a little more. Um, I think you could see that. So, you know, I think the offense could change a little bit. I don't think the defense is going to change much. I really don't. Uh, maybe a little more intensity might help on that side of the ball. But I don't think you're going to see much change as far as the defensive scheme that Southern Miss runs. Who becomes the offensive coordinator now, Heath? I, 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 I'm pretty sure that Kubik's offensive coordinator. Okay. I'm pretty sure, and Scotty's the head coach now. I don't. That's a good question that I'd like to find out. We we get to talk to Scotty maybe tomorrow, find out if he's going to do the play calling or Matt's going to do the play calling. So until then, we're not a hundred percent sure about who's going to do the play calling at that point, but that's something interesting to find out. Hmm. Uh, any other thoughts you may have about how all of this went down? What, what do you think What do you think this uh, – how did this transpire over the weekend, Heath, in your judgment? 
I think it started Thursday night, just as Luke said. I think after the game, you're you're a two touchdown favorite uh, in the press conference. Uh, I, I can tell you, Hop Hop looked beat. He did. He looked like he was tired, and you could see it on his face and uh, and some of the answers. And I think it just he went to Jeremy, and it and it steamrolled from there. And then you know they had a big meeting Monday. I'm hearing some boosters were there and. Everything is taking place. I just think it all started from, you know, four years, COVID, uh, family situations. I just think everything piles up after a while, and I think he didn't feel like he could give his 100% to the team anymore. And he said, if I can't give 100%, I'm not going to sit here and milk the school that I love. Well, the thing that bothers me about what you just said is that boosters were present. I, I really hope, I really hope that, you know, just because you write a big check doesn't mean you, you can decide when coaches come and go. And, and I, I, would, I would say I that in any, was, any college environment, not just this I one. Don't, I don't think that was the – they decided when they come and go. I just think they were there to figure out what's going on with the situation and money going forward. I think that was more of what that was. Yeah. So what yeah. do you think happens now with Jay Hobson? I think he takes him a couple of years off. I mean, I don't see him coaching this year. And, I, I, and he may coach next year, but I don't see it. I think he's going to take some time off and enjoy his life. Uh, you know, he's got two daughters, I think, that should be about going to college now. One may be in college. I think he's going to enjoy the time with his family, do a little fishing, uh, do a little golfing, and uh, just kind of relax for a couple of years. If I was him, that was what I'd well, do. Well, I would hope I hope that he can do that. And I, I would say this, just speaking personally, uh, Heath, if if I were a coach and in a financial position to walk away with the environment that we're all dealing with right now, you know, with the unrest, with the unhappiness, uh, with the virus, who would really want to put up with that day in and day out? You know what I'm saying? You have to really be a, a true – and I'm not saying he's not because he, that man bleeds football. But I think it's just, you know, it's a situation so much on top of him. I understand it. God bless him. And, uh, you know, I'll always have a soft place in my heart for Hop. He's always been supportive of me, especially with my recent sickness. And him and his wife both. So I wish nothing but Godspeed the best. Of and he's a guy that loves this university, and I really don't care what boosters say about that. That That's special. And uh, I, I wish uh, Coach Hobson nothing but the best. All right, thanks, Heath. We appreciate you, buddy. All right, next, yeah, coming up, your chance to speak up. If you're an Eagle Hour listener, we want to hear from you. 601-264-8910. You can start calling. We'll put you on hold. As soon as we get back, we'll put you on the air. Stay with us. Southern Miss to the top. Always appreciate Heath Hinton from Big Gold Nation joining us as he did in the previous segment. Third segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you every day by 4th Street Bar and Grill located on 4th Street in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, home of the 895 Lunch, home of Trivia Night 
and all the Southern Miss memorabilia a Southern Miss fan could ever want to see located on 4th Street, 4th Street Bar and Grill, proud sponsor of the Eagle Hour. Bob and Luke from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg and beautiful downtown Laurel. Uh, news yesterday, transition in leadership. Jay Hobson has resigned as the head football coach at Southern Miss. Scotty Walden, the co-offensive coordinator, wide receiver coach, promoted to interim head coach. And today we wanted to hear your uh, feedback on it. So the phone lines are open right now, 601 601- Two six four eight nine one zero six zero one two six four eight nine one zero. If it's uh, busy, just call back in, and we'd love to hear from you today on the uh, phone right now. A listener, Brad from Purvis. Brad, what's on your mind today, sir? Well, a lot. Not how much time y'all got? All you need, Brad. Go <laughs> ahead, man. Now this is uh, it's a good it's a good day. I, I I told my wife after the South Alabama game, I wouldn't be back. I wouldn't come back to another game. I give my I've already given my tickets away for the Louisiana Tech game, which I was going to be out of town anyway. But but still, I I'd had enough, and uh, I wouldn't have been redoing season tickets. So if they make another hire like that, I won't be back again. So they've got to get this hire right. Uh, it, it can't be. I'm, I'm sick of seeing the rumors of Tyrone Nix and Deion Sanders. That's, that's bull crap. If you want to make a statement, you go out and you can do it, and there's people that are possibly willing, you go after you freeze. I mean, I know we're broke. I mean, that's what I keep getting told, but I've also been told year after year, but you ain't you can't fire that guy because you don't have enough money. You'll never get rid of him. Uh, well, we got rid of Austin. We got rid of Ellis uh, Johnson. Uh, it's time to make a ride hire. Who would you, uh, what kind of coach would you like to see, Brad? Golly, anybody with a pulse. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the guy's got to get the fan base excited. I'm sorry, Jay Hobson, you could just see his expression on the sidelines, didn't do it. Didn't do it at all. Uh, uh, so my wife would go to the football game to listen to Larry Fedora do his pregame speech. You've got to get a guy like that. Uh, I'm sick of bringing back Bauer boys. We've got to have somebody from state right here forever. If, if the guy says he wants to stay here forever, mark him off the list. We don't need that guy. We need the guy that wants to come here and do so good if every team in the country wants him. Uh, I mean, we got to spend money to do it. I mean, none of this, which I mean, I understand why they paid uh, Hobson 500000 He was worth 250 But we got to spend more money. All right, Brad. We appreciate it, man. I know you're a listener to the show, too. I want to thank you for that. And, uh, we value your input, my man, and uh, we appreciate you calling in the show this afternoon. Thank you. All right, buddy. Thanks. Bob, just a couple of comments about that. You know, he, he brings up Hugh Freeze, and, and I think people don't under don't uh, realize Hugh Freeze is a Southern Miss grad. <laughs> you right. know, he didn't he didn't play uh, didn't play college football, but was a mathematics major at Southern Miss. Hugh Freeze makes two million dollars a year at Liberty. And while he would bring excitement, and I think that his tra- his transgressions have been dealt with, and people have moved on from that. Anybody that goes to Liberty, and if Southern Miss fans were to make you know one of the five hundred Southern Miss fans that that go to Liberty this year on the road, you will see how much money they have up there. The facilities are Power Five level, and 
I, I just don't see, and I could be wrong, I just don't see Hugh Freeze coming to Hattiesburg where he makes more money and has better facilities up there. You know, coming home, makes it makes sense. I understand that. But that is one of the names that, that has popped up in the last 24 hours. I just don't see happening because of those two reasons. No, I heard some crazy names. I heard uh, Todd Munkin. Well, Todd Munkin, I believe, is the offensive coordinator at Georgia. He's not coming back. Uh, Larry Fedora, I, I, I mean, why would why would Larry Fedora come back? Why? Uh, I, I just I don't see that as a possibility. I did see the name of Tyrone Nixon as our caller just indicated. I guess there were some that would be opposed to that. Uh, hang on, we got another call here. Hey, welcome to the Eagle Hour. What's your name and uh, where are you calling from? This is Al Baker in Winona. Al, how are you? What'd you think about the uh, coaching change, Al Baker from Winona? Well, I think it was something that needed to be done if it was agreeable to Jeremy McLean, and obviously it was. Uh, I think Jeremy is probably the best athletic director we've had since Jeff Hammond. That has really got our uh, interest at heart. He really wants to be there. I feel like that he's doing as good a job as possible to be done under the circumstances right now. Uh Nobody likes coaching changes. I've had a lot of comments from my state and Ole Miss buddies up here kidding us about it, but they're, they're not, they, they've had the same problems we have. It just happens, and I think Jay Hopson is probably a good man, but at the time we just needed to, need to make a change because obviously what was happening, you know, going through as many coaching changes as we've had, assistant coaches, I mean, in the last three or four years, that's just, not normal. Uh, it seems like we can't be consistent and keep offensive coordinators or defensive coordinators or uh, whatever field they're coaching. They they just we don't seem to keep consistent with it. And for whatever reason, I don't know. I've, I've never met Jay Hobson in person. I think he's a nice man, but uh, I honestly feel like I was surprised. We did it as quick as we did. I thought maybe we might let him have one more game to see what we could do after about 10-day practice here to get ready for La Tech. But uh, I, I certainly support Jeremy McLean and whatever he does. I, I really feel like he is the AD that we need at this time. He's got a best interest at heart, I believe. And and he, he knows the problems that Southern Miss has, if anybody does. Just like Jeff Hammond did, mm-hmm. and I, I just want to let you know I support him. Not many people in North Mississippi where I am <laughs> really, really care. To tell you the truth, they, they, right. they're kind of laughing at us right now. Right. Well, Al, we appreciate you listening and uh, appreciate your input, my friend. Thanks for calling. Thank you, Bob. All right. Uh, I, I used to live up there. I, I know what the man's saying. Southern Miss fans are kind of few and far between. Uh, up in North Mississippi, but uh, they always seem to have some input, uh, Luke. They they always seem to have more interest in Southern Miss football than they want to admit. Uh, that was always an observation I had. Yeah, they do. And when when baseball season rolls around, they surely take interest because they need to know uh, how they're going to get beat. But 601-264-8910 if you want to comment on uh, the coaching change, 601-264. 8910. And yeah, I've said the same thing to you also. I feel like Jeremy McLean 
provides the type of leadership. And I think he didn't realize maybe at the time to the level at which he was going to have to lead when he came in. But, man, you, you feel confident. And and uh, from what we're hearing from Heath and what we've heard from other people, it seems like, uh, you know, Coach Hop came to Jeremy and, and Jeremy made it happen. And you feel like, I mean, this is the guy that hired Chip Lindsay at Troy. Okay, mm-hmm. so that that's what type of guy you're going to be looking for going forward, and we'll talk to Kelly more about it. Uh, and, next and let me pass about, this about along. Look, I just got a text from the school. We're about ninety percent that we're going to have uh, Jeremy McLean on the show tomorrow to uh, kick the show off. And uh, I know that uh, our listeners around the state will be very happy to hear from him, and uh, we look forward to that. So about ninety percent right now is the indication I just got that uh, we're going to be able to uh, corner Jeremy tomorrow. And uh, and get him on the Eagle Hour. So so you played football there. Uh, what happens now? I mean, what does uh, what does this new guy have to do uh, to go convince the kids that uh, came here to play for Jay Hobson that that he can lead them uh, to a successful season, Luke? Well, what what Heath said and what I've heard from other places um, is that you know last night uh, Coach Hobson in the team meeting before practice. He gave, you know, his farewell speech and, and, and he told us there was a standing ovation there, which shows the respect those guys have. I was told also, um, from different people that Jeremy McLean spoke in that meeting and then Scotty Walden spoke in that meeting. And so it is a, uh, it's just saying, Hey guys, we've got 11 games to play. We still have 11 games to play. And I mean, if you're going to sell it all, say, let's be 11 and one, let's be 10 and two, you know? And so it, it's big um, for the seniors, you know, guys like Jack Abraham on offense, guys like Swayze Bozeman on defense, to step up into some of that void because sometimes there is a void between coaches and players, you know, and so that's where the seniors rise up and each class has leaders within their guys. Each position has leaders within their guys. So it's got to be a complete buy-in from, from everybody. And then the whole coaching staff, I mean, they're on contract and they want to succeed this year. And so uh, all – Signs indicate that practice went well last night, and so you know it would have been bad if you had a bad practice. But signs indicate the team meeting went well, and the practice went well, and so that that's a great first day. As strange as it is, one game into the season to have a coaching change. All right, well, uh, what's done is done. Jay Hobson is gone. Scotty Walden is the new man in charge, and uh, the Golden Eagles have about ten days to get ready for what will always be a fight with Louisiana Tech. Going to be an interesting 11 weeks ahead. We're going to get Kelly back with us, wrap up this uh, unexpected edition of the Eagle Hour next. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Appreciate those calling in, letting us know what you feel about the transition in leadership on the football team at Southern Miss. Appreciate everyone listening to the Eagle Hour every single day. Fourth segment brought to you by Toyota 
of Hattiesburg, located on Highway 98 in Hattiesburg or online, toyotahattiesburg.com. Luke and Bob from the First Bank Studios and First Bank, our studio sponsor, home of the Perfect Ten, home to help you in any way with your banking, financial, mortgage needs. Uh, They've been with us through the beginning. Go see them at First Bank out on Highway 98 in Hattiesburg. Kelly Sander joins us again, and, uh, you know, whenever this happens, there's always some names um, that pop out. There's some articles written nationally and statewide today. And, uh, you know, I just kind of uh, roll my eyes um, with, you know, putting Deion Sanders as a potential hire for Southern Miss. So let's just say this straight up right now. I would say, Kelly Sander, that Scotty Walden is possibly, I, I emphasize possibly, auditioning for a job. You got 11 games to go, basically a full season. So I think Southern Miss fans need to think. Let's not think about peripheral. Let's not think about who possibly might be a, a name right now. Maybe start thinking that way in October. But let's see how the team responds to Scotty Walden. Yeah, we have a, the fact of the matter is we have a coach right now. It's, it's, it's Scotty Walden. And, again, he's 30 and does have a Y on the end of his name. So he's young. It's bothering okay. you, isn't it, Sander, that Y? Well, I think when he turns 31, he's going to drop the Y. And just and just become, become Scott. Hey, what singer had a number one hit with a song called "Watching Scotty Grow"? Bobby Rock. Goldsberg. Very, very good. Boom! Bobby. I beat you, didn't I, Kelly? That's finally, music, finally. Music, music for two hundred, please. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Bobby Goldsboro had a song called yep. "Watching Scotty Grow." He's a graduate of Sol Roth University, and what's the mascot for Sol Roth? Uh, that I don't know. Sol Roth what? State? You talking about a yeah? Where he went to school. What's the mascot of Sol Ross? Uh, what, what, Kelly? The Lobos. The Lobos? The Lobos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Out there in Alpine, Texas. Very beautiful part of, uh, of West Texas. But the fact of the matter is, we, we have a coach. All right? And everybody's, everybody's behind Coach Walden, Scotty, Scott, whatever. Uh, everybody's <laughs> behind him. But, and, and, you know, the newspapers and, and magazines are already coming out with names like, you know, Fedora and Monkey. Come on. I That's mean, those ridiculous. Guys, you know, those, those, to me, are not, not realistic, you know. Um, possibilities. However, a couple of names that I think would be intriguing, because neither one have been a head coach at the college level, and we can afford what we can afford, right? Number one is Jeff Kelly, the former mm-hmm. quarterback at Southern Miss who's doing mm-hmm. all sorts of great things at the high school level in Alabama. I know, I get it. He's a high school coach, all right? But he's a Southern Miss guy. He's a quarterback. Jeff Bauer proved that quarterbacks can be great head coaches, uh, especially if they come from Southern Miss. And the other one that you might not have heard as much about is a guy by the name of Kane Womack, who is the defensive coordinator at Indiana and, and the Big Ten. And some people go, Womack, that name sounds familiar. Well, his dad, Dave Womack, was a defensive coordinator here at Southern Miss and then also at Ole Miss. Great defensive Kane, coordinator. Kane, yeah, it, that's right. And Kane Womack went to high school, at, uh, or went to middle school, I think, anyway, at, at Oak Grove in Hattiesburg, mm-hmm. and played his Dixie Youth Baseball in, in uh, Oak Grove and, and Hattiesburg. And Kane Womack's a D.C. at Indiana and would love to become a head coach, I'm sure, at some point. Well, let me just so. say this about all these names, guys. Um, it, it's just a mute point right now because right. Uh, from what we heard yesterday, uh, Scotty Walden is going to be the head coach for the next 11 games. So that's we're, we're really looking at, at, what, four or five months down the road before anything like that would even be considered. Am I correct? Yeah, and I, and I want to be clear, Bob. I hope Scotty Walden 
blows it out of the water. I, I hope I hope he's the best thing since cotton shorts, which Luke doesn't even remember that when when underwear wasn't made of cotton. But uh, I, I hope he wins. I hope he wins every single game. I, I'm you know, we, I'm for it. I think it's a discussion. brilliant move. I think it's a brilliant move by Jeremy. It gives you the best possible best possible chance. Just for our listening audience, though, rather than giving the media giving you fake names, okay? Because Deion Sanders is not going to be the coach at the University of Southern Mississippi, so just shut that down. When you legitimately think about it, if 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 Scotty doesn't work out, Kevin Johns, offensive coordinator at Memphis, makes two hundred thousand dollars a year. That's a big possibility. Rhett Lashley at Miami, Casey Dunn at Oklahoma State. Kane Womack, Will Hall at Tulane, uh, Wozniak, who, who's at Oklahoma State also, and Casey Dunn and Wozniak both coached uh, at Southern Miss um, under Fedora and Munkin. But I, I think, guys, it's young, offense, excitement. I know, Bob, you're saying we've heard that before. I get that, but that's what you're turning into. Last point I'll make. If you go back and you look historically – Jeff Bauer and Pi Van are the only coaches in the last 60 years to be at Southern Miss longer than six years. So traditionally, we have not had longevity at the position, and I think if they want a two- or three-year guy who moves on to uh, to the next job and we were the one stepping stone that got him to it, I think everybody's okay with that now. Uh, Kelly? Me too. Yeah, especially if they leave the program better off than uh, when they started. Kelly, I want to throw one name out there. Jay Gruden is available, my friend. Former offensive coordinator, he was fired by the Bengals and the Redskins. That tells you how high up on everybody else. Is here, <laughs> you know, but he does have a Y at the end of his name. It's just J. It's not J. It's J. Well, just, let John, keep, John will get a hold of him. Call it, call him J or something. <laughs> All right, keep that wraps about. it up. Thanks the, for the listeners that gave us a call today. Enjoyed talking to them. We'll be back tomorrow at one o'clock. Until then, Southern Miss to the to top. The top. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.